Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the What the Shape podcast. We missed you guys. It has been a um, pretty crazy uh, past couple of weeks, as I'm sure everyone is well aware. Um, and definitely, I think the uh, the uh, withdrawals are are starting. I think they're finally starting with the lack of critical role. What about you guys? Yep, I uh, I. Tuning into the Q and A with Madame Marisha on Thursday, I was just like, "Oh man, <laughs> like I miss just kind of being in the community in that sense." Um, no, that's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, see. I like. Yeah, I even watching the tuning into that the Q and A just made me sort of miss Critical mm-hmm. Role more. I was just kind of like, "Oh, this is this." Like, I enjoyed it. it was hilarious but it was like oh i just i want i just want to see them play Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah man no have you guys been keeping safe yeah doing doing my best doing my best that's for sure um been uh stuck isolated but uh i mean it's been fine you know quarantine happens it's all right <laughs> Quarantine happens. But, <laughs> but it's it's not it's, it hasn't um, been too bad. Uh one second. You guys can keep talking. Yeah, I've just been doing the um same dance that other um teachers have been doing. Sort of like <laughs> everybody stay at home but not um and um yeah, yeah trying to work out Trying to be like everybody's actually been pretty amazing in uh, yeah. the entire education system. Yeah, yeah like just suddenly. <laughs> That's gotta not be so like, hard. It's not like slowly. It's like right now, right now, do it now, and yeah. it's been really amazing. But I was speaking to some friends. Uh, I worked on on uh, Tuesday. Sorry, I worked on Monday, and I was walking around. Every teacher had a massive headache, like right here. <sighs> sore back and yeah. sore arms because we don't sit on computers day. That's mm. we're not our bodies aren't conditioned like office workers to do that. And literally the head the exec had to come around and take go and like go for a walk around the school mm. because yeah. everybody was just like I don't know about you Alana but like no one has standing desks like no one even has m- mice because we all just use trackpads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or or a desk at all. So no, it's um, been crazy, but it's been fun to rewatch some critical role stuff and do some videos yeah. and some art. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's nice. Like I say, it's nice to catch up. I still haven't watched Undeadwood. <sighs> I should have probably watched the stream. <laughs> but oh, it's so stuff. good! It's so good. Um, but I've finished. I've finished Deadwood now. Um, I don't know if I said that in the last podcast. I finished watching the show and the movie, so I feel like I'm ready to watch. Oh, okay. I know. I know you didn't really need to, but I want to. Mm-hmm. So, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I want to know these. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have to do, we'll have to do like a, a special bonus podcast where we talk about yes. Undeadwood because that whole that whole show needs its own fully fleshed discussion because it, it's craziness how good it is. yeah <laughs> like, oh, I, need, I need to watch it i need the time 
My dog just feel. My dog just thought that it, getting up on the couch was something dog. she was allowed to do. Hey, hey. Oh, down. No, it's fine. Yeah, she's not allowed up. Is that so bad? Oh. Don't do. That. Um. Yeah. Go. <laughs> go away. Undead is um such a different flavor, but so mm -hmm. but like good. I really like how they they manage to do things that like. I really think somebody could really like Undeadwood and not enjoy the regular critical role at mm. all. Mm -hmm. Such oh, a yeah. flavor. And I like that they're capable. Yeah, they can, uh, uh, they have many different audiences that they can pique interests. Mm. Okay. So kind of like the, um, the Monster Hearts one shot too. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people joined in on critical role seeing that. Um, that was another really excellent one shot. That, but that, that's also like an RPG that I'm kind of intimidated mm. to play and check out. Whereas like Call of Cthulhu, like I love it. Oh yeah. I'm like Vampire yeah. the Masquerade, but I don't know, the um, Monster Hearts is like almost too like um, intimidating to, mm -hmm. to start on. So, but Do I you like, reckon like, um, like emotionally, like. Oh yeah, probably, probably that. The, like it's very raw. Yeah. Yeah, probably that, because I like to keep things light, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But man, I still, still hard though, waiting for the stream to come back. And I know it's, yeah. it's hard for everyone. I just, I'm so excited for the Dragon Turtle fight. <laughs> I know, I know. And especially, and especially because I've been, I've been reading a little bit of the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. And there is a little bit of information there about a certain Dragon Turtle. I haven't um, gotten to that yet. I don't, yeah, I don't know if you've gotten to that, but there is, um, spoilers. Oh, sh I, sh I should probably should have led with spoilers, anyone. Should I'm sorry. I should have led with spoilers. I yeah, apologize so if I ruined it for you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, uh, speaking, but speaking of spoilers, did you guys catch the massive Essex spoilers that, uh, that Matt dropped in there? <laughs> oh my god. I did video. not, actually. He, he said that Essex is not consecuted. Spoilers. Oh, but he said that Essex is not really? Lied. Yeah, he lied about it. And Matt kind of just said casually, oh, uh, this is probably not too much of a spoiler. And he said it. And Rich was like, what? <laughs> like, huh. Um, I mean, is it is it really that big of a deal? I don't know. It's because I guess it's kind of him just lying to the Mighty Nine. Yeah. Um, Still maybe. not being yeah, 100% honest about everything. So they can yeah. other stuff. But why would you lie about that? Why would True. you... True. I didn't actually catch it, but somebody said there was something about him being like an only child as well. He actually has siblings. He has a brother, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Spoilers. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's blanket spoilers. I think people know at this point we have blanket. The... His podcast could be called Spoilers. Yeah, what the spoiler. What the spoiler. We... <laughs> you don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's probably going to be a spoiler. <laughs> That's pretty much what um... it is. But yeah. No, Sorry, but... I interrupted. You wanted to talk about the guide. Oh no, that's fine. We're just... <laughs> well, all right. This is now a uh, playing with dog <laughs> podcast where we yeah. play with Kiralee's, uh puppy. What's your dog's name, Kiralee? Uh Hoot. 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 Yeah. Hoot. Well, this gives every all of you who watch the podcast on Spotify or on any other 
um, <laughs> platform that doesn't Apple provide YouTube. video, this is an incentive to watch our show on either live or on YouTube because you get to see cute puppies frolicking it's around. It's a very cute dog running around having the time of Life? And all I'm yeah. saying is, you could be yeah. joining in on the fun if you uh, if you watch exactly. us live. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. She's like Kelpie cross Wolfhound, and she's like a rescue, and uh, all of her brothers are all named after owls. So hence, that's amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, she's this is, she's crazy. This is our casual podcast at the moment. Yeah, yeah. This is this is because we don't have any critical role. We're kind of this is kind of just a chill casual yeah. episode we're kind of just hanging out as well um but i do i do want to talk about because i've been going back and um watching some of the earlier episodes because i'm trying to catch up with highlight videos because yeah, i didn't start making really highlight cool. videos until episode 18 so now i'm going oh. back and starting to to do all of them and yeah. going back and like watching these earlier episodes um just makes me remember why i fell in love with the show in the first place just seeing them all get into these characters and um, get through that awkward stage of, of being in these, these new, these new places and acting as these new, these new characters. Um, it's just really charming and heartwarming and it just, it, it's making me fall in love with it all over again, especially yeah. now that it's been gone for so long. And it's that nice sense of nostalgia too. When yeah. you go back for a second time, like you get to kind of like sometimes I often say sometimes I'd love to be able to watch like the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first mm, time mm-hmm. again. But I feel like with Critical Role, I enjoy watching it because I've already seen it. Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's not so much a, oh, oh, this is my first time seeing it. No, this feels comfortable, feels safe, it feels like um, something that you do enjoy so much. Um, yeah. So it is, it is I, I often go back and watch the first episode, like the first hour and a half of it, like just the tavern scene. I'll watch that on repeat. Like, not on repeat, sound. <clears throat> but I'll watch that like probably once or twice a month just to see like just to watch it again um and see the characters at their very first stage what's up Nika <laughs> uh <laughs> my, my, I forgot to turn off um sound notifications for when people follow and stuff so someone just followed I appreciate the follow thank you so much for following hey. um little mon nightmare thank you for following I meant to disable hey. the sound notifications because it's very loud um, but thank you. Oh. <laughs> thank you for following on the less. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you... I have a couple of friends who started watching, uh, like a couple of people who play D&D with started watching. And uh, I plan to like try and watch along with them at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I do like watching through, but also I love seeing other people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, like, I've got a couple of videos on my thing where I'm showing my sister clips. And mm-hmm. the point is, because it's funny and my sister just very demonstrative with her feelings and it's very funny. <laughs> but also, um, you know, I just want at some point her to come and tell me we can't make those videos anymore, spoiling it because she's starting to watch it. That's yeah. my, like, that's my goal. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fun. That's um, great. But I actually, I got my, um, I invited my mom with me to the live show, um, cause I don't really have anyone else to go with and she's never watched Critical Role. She's only heard me, you know, gush about it. Um, but since the live show, she's like been, she's like fallen in love with, with, with all of them. 
Uh, she hasn't started watching it yet, but she's she started watching like the Between the Sheets episodes because she's she's she loves um, the cast. Like she loves their personalities and how they are as people and stuff. So she's slowly she's slowly becoming a critter. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it's fun introducing people to the show and just slowly seeing them uh, fall for it. Um, it's and that's awesome. like that's kind of why. I started doing video editing. It wasn't even necessarily like the, I started because I saw a funny clip and I wanted to do it. But then the 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 clips that I choose to do because I have a lot of people suggest clips to me, and sometimes I think oh maybe. But I've got a list of scenes I want to do because they're the scenes that I'll go back and rewatch, or they're scenes that I think are good introductions. Like my my go to scene if someone says no one ever asks, but I will show them anyway. <laughs> if I if I want to show someone critical role. I will uh, show them the board uh, at the Harvest Festival, like throwing the mm. sandbags over his head. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, not in Caleb doing the bow and, uh, bow and arrows, just because I feel like it's the perfect introduction to the group. You get to see all their personalities. You get to see, yeah. like, actual D&D, so dice rolls. Mm -hmm. um, you get to see Matt do a bunch of different NPCs. And so, um, like, when I, when I do my video editing, it's because, yeah, I want, like show the scenes that i think are going to be good introductions but also just the scenes that i enjoy the most and yeah um show like why i enjoy them i guess um <laughs> mommy <Mumiko>. that's amazing <laughs> i know that's so cute um but yeah just uh you know filling this this empty time without critical role and mm looking at all and like rewatching highlights and all these awesome hilarious moments it's funny going back and seeing the start of so many jokes and seeing the start of so yes. many like trends um that carry on throughout the campaign like uh not and jester being the amazing detective duo <laughs> that they are i got to re i got to re-experience that going back and watching ford's first encounter with Ukatoa in his dreams. Mm. It's just so cool that we've come so far with these characters. We're going to be on episode 100 when it comes back. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy to go back to where it all began all these episodes I later. I remember watching, like, because um, I'm currently doing a rewatch as well, so it was a little while ago, but, like, the first Ukatoa scene. And I remember watching that thing, like, oh, there's so much, like, good potential here yeah. this character like i can't wait to see where he goes with this uh demigod but in the sense of i was thinking oh yeah he's going to be like super powerful warlock and how different that's turned out in the campaign yeah. it's like so yeah. exciting the fact that they can do these uh like where you kind of thought the characters might have been going mm -hmm. to begin with and how they've changed uh, it's, it's really cool and like you say yeah going back and doing all the animation it's getting to see that change in the characters um uh, like, yeah, uh, we were talking definitely. a little bit earlier about um, uh, Gail, the comic book writer who's just started watching it. Gail, oh uh, yeah, and how we're saying like that's really cool that she's getting into it. But she made a tweet talking about why is Caleb so sad or why is Liam so sad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I think Liam just re uh, replied with like, oh, like buckle in or buckle up. Like, yeah, oh, it gets way like, worse. Yeah, it gets way worse. Seeing that, seeing that, like Caleb as a character, he's gotten. Uh, like more relaxed with the group and he settled in with the group um they've all changed so much it's, it's yeah i was actually gonna so cool. i was actually gonna like bring up a question who do you think has changed the most 
But I don't think it's even I don't think it's even possible to answer that question because they've all changed so Physically, drastically. Not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, I guess that that could that could that could be the the biggest change. Um, um, but what's funny is that I think not, or sorry, Beth has made the least amount of change personality-wise. I think. Yeah. Um, she's she's stayed pretty pretty steady this whole time. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Uh -oh. oh, we lost oh, your no, that's uh, me. That's your secondary me. thing. Yep. We'll be back in just a fine. second, folks. We it's are experiencing some it's, technical it's difficulties, but we'll be right on track. What's happening? Molly changed a bit. How dare you? That is, yeah. that is too there soon. We We're back. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's that's, that's true though. That's one he thing about the rewatch that, like, every whenever I go back and watch an earlier episode, I get reminded that Molly existed, and then I get really yeah. sad that we didn't. I going back and rewatch. I miss Molly. Yeah, like, I just want to know. I just want to know what he, what he would think about the current situation that the Mighty Nine finds themselves yeah. in. Or even some of like the major things they've gone through. Like, imagine if Molly was there when Yasha initially betrayed the party when she when they were mind controlled in, in the in that, that that dungeon when the laughing hand came back. Yeah. Oh man. How heartbreaking. Oh, which which is why I'm also glad he wasn't around because now it's no. not as heartbreaking as it already was. But just imagine my, that. Oh. My thing imagine. is that, like, Talison, like, Percy was a fairly reserved, like, character, really. Uh, like, in, in regards to sort of, like, his character was kind of proper and stuff, and then he'd go, like, crazy demonic occasionally. <laughs> and now, and Caduceus is, like, in a different way, also kind of, like, restrained and reserved mm -hmm. and, like, quiet. But Molly was so, like bombastic and like i just yeah. uh, i just want to see talisman be able to play like that side of him like just mm. Mm. i don't know just, we got uh, to see we got to see a a, a hint a, a sliver of that when he was reunited with his with his family we got to see yeah. a more easygoing um nature about him but yeah i don't think i, I don't know if caduceus will ever whatever will ever be like molly molly was something yeah, special i was gonna say that in up like could you imagine the campaign without could yeah i yeah i could no, not I imagine i feel like i feel like caduceus is one of the main reasons why the party stayed together um yeah after a lot of chaos went down yeah yeah i definitely um, want both of them is the answer i want yeah can talison just switch between like, both of them you know just molly and caduceus's energy together <laughs> oh, i can't man. Nah, it was. I guess it's worth it to get Caduceus. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was a a, a fair trade, but yeah. one that I don't think we'll ever will ever be fully okay with, because, just because you know, Molly was such a a a force to be reckoned with, um, and his absence is is for me at least is still is is definitely still being felt, but. I, I love Caduceus, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think Caduceus is yeah. amazing. And I, I, I would, I, I, I'd probably like them both equally, but I just I just miss Molly throwing in his, like, two cents or um, seeing his reactions to different things. I just I just miss that aspect because Talison played it really well. Mm. For sure, yes. yeah. Okay. <sighs> 
a, mo- a moment of silence for our fallen, <laughs> our fallen circus man. Oh man, they could have all gone and joined another circus. Imagine they could have. It could have been a circus campaign. That's what we could have had. But now we have dragon turtles and depression. That's what we have now. (laughs) No, man, they stopped the war. Everything's gonna be fine. They did. (laughs) Dragon turtles. They did stop the war. But I'm still, I'm still worried that this is just like one of those things where it's like. Both sides are like, okay, we got a little heated. Let's cool down a bit, but we're still gonna hate each other. Let's just, let's just chill. Let's just chill. Hate you still, but we're not gonna kill each other anymore. Yeah. Um, and then there's still gonna be like, as I said, there's still gonna be like those shadow wars that go unseen, but there's still gonna be some tension there. It was an amazing DM choice that Matt did, where like they, I've never seen that where you're just watching something happen and and the the puzzle the like the test the thing that the players had to do was just not interfere like mm-hmm. that was basically yes. the test like so do not move the ship closer do not accidentally let off a thing mm-hmm. do not vamp over there and try and be a part of it all you have to do is sit here and be on the outskirts of that and yeah. it was such an interesting piece of D&D to watch because it wasn't actually that fun like it wasn't fun but it was like mm-hmm. they had to be so restrained yeah. and yeah it would, really have been, it would have been interesting had they done something and it had like trapped the talk to an extent I can imagine the uh, the Empire being like not the Empire the Empire yeah yeah the Dundarling Empire being like um Oh, like, 99, they've screwed it up. Like, why'd you bring them? And talking to the dynasty, and the dynasty like, we didn't bring them, you brought them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't actually yeah. really have, a, a, I guess, a sponsor or something in that. They were a third yeah. party. So I feel like even if they did something, it would have kind of been, like, just everyone against them rather than yeah. splitting up the talks. Mm-hmm. I, I thought... Originally, I was confused when the peace talks started happening. I was like, wait, didn't they originally plan for it to take place on the Ball Eater? Yeah, I, I thought I that thought was part of, the, part of it, because it was like neutral ground, but... The powers that be were like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a little... <laughs> yeah, we don't trust you, no. They probably saw what happened the, you know, a couple nights before when Ukatoi's minions attacked, and then, mm. you know, text the texted, like, Layla's Krenim were like, hey... We should probably not have the meeting on the ball eater. You wouldn't believe what just yes. happened. <laughs> Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I was excited for you, Alana, that the um what was the name of the chick that showed up um Vesteroga? just after the fight? Vesteroga. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you've been like waiting for that character. Or, or, been, or was I've it um, Dolan Tversky, yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting for that gnome to appear. And I'm... Well, I don't know. I can't assume, but... Have you been reading up on... In Isocross? Because the server's assembly has their their whole own thing in the in the, yeah. the Wildmount guide. It's, it's I've been reading into it. Some of, some, of the, some of the members are pretty interesting. Let me tell you, some of the They're, ones that we um, haven't met yet... I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it or say yeah. it if people don't want to know, but they have their alignment, which I thought was Yeah, they do. I did think that... Um, yeah, that was really cool. I feel like a lot of them, we were pretty... like pretty much say yeah obviously yeah. that's going to be alignment and alignments anyway 
I feel like majority of people now in D D alignments are kind of like suggestions. They mm -hmm. give you a base idea and then it's not so much like the evil or the good, it's yeah. the the um the lawful or the chaotic mm -hmm. that kind of determines the character. So even if a character says they're evil, it's really the nature of that evil that kind of stands out for their yeah. alignment. But a lot of them you can be like, Oh yeah, they're clearly an evil yeah. character. Yeah. Some of them are <clears throat> Trent. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's not even a spoiler. Transfer, I I was right? I was actually kind of surprised with Ludinus's um, mm. alignment. I I, yeah. I knew he was a shady guy and like I didn't trust him, but I thought I thought he was going to be more of like like lawful neutral or something like that. I wasn't expecting yeah. the alignment that he actually had. It depends on your perspective, I guess. Little <laughs> yeah. Lawful good. lawful good well in his eyes he like, probably thinks he yeah. is yeah but <laughs> it would be interesting if trent knows what he's doing is evil and he chooses to do it anyways that would make him even worse to be honest yeah yeah Which I it must be possible. an amazing experience for like this this might not be how this went but say like liam writes a new character sets up his backstory, has a meeting with Matt, goes back and forward. He's like, I want to be part of like a, you know, like some sort of society that's doing this, this, and this. These are the people. There's going to be like a head guy. I'm thinking, you know, maybe his name's Trent and, and Matt sort of writes that in. And then at some point, Wizards of the Coast are like, hey, do you want to make a guide? And now that, like, because now that random person that Liam wrote as a backstory for a D and D yeah. character is now like in an actual D and D book. And oh, like there are so that's many true. pretty cool. Yeah. That must be like just very trippy. Can can yeah. I just say the way you described that just then kind of makes like I'm not bagging on the name Trent. Trent's a perfectly fine name, but the way you just described that saying Caleb comes up with his backstory in this. Ah, oh, his name is Trent. <laughs> and his name's Trent. <laughs> yeah. In a D and D fantasy setting, I find that hilarious. It could be also yeah. worse because of our Australian accent. I feel like Trent. Trent sounds kind of like Kevin. Like, Kev. <laughs> not really Trent. Are we gonna call him Trent like now? Trent. T dog. T dog. Jeez. Oh, um, did you guys see Brennan Lee Mulligan get excited because he has like a yeah. Um, so he's the DM for Dimension Twenty for the Dropout D and D mm. show, and he has like I think a writer's credit in. Oh, he's got a special thanks or something and, like that. Yeah, and he's like oh. fully he's excited. Like, I'm gonna do it, yeah. Uh, I love Brennan. Great. Um, but like he's sort of like Matt having grown up playing, and it's like his savior his whole life hmm. and for him to have his name just in a dandy yeah that's gotta be surreal absolutely surreal really beautiful mm -hmm. I gotta do you do... remember a little while ago marisha said that she was working on something it was i, like I think it probably was always working on something i mean like <laughs> she and a bunch of other girls were writing something Oh, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. I, I think it was it was during the con where they had the pre the final presidential thing mm -hmm. because there was like a thing where she was photographed with a couple of other women and they were like something's in the works 
and now I haven't heard anything else about that. Oh. And I want it. Whatever it is, I want it real bad. Unless it was like Undead Wood, or was that film before that? No, they were talking about it was like going to be a written. Hmm. Well, I'm going to try and spoof it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, But, oh man, this is probably a really broad and general and hard to answer question, but do you guys have any, like, favorite moments or just episodes in general of this campaign uh, so far? Maybe favorite, favorite character moments or turning points or... Or anything like that and op- opening it up you know to you guys in the audience you know the yeah. live chat at home on youtube wherever um let us know in the comments what uh what your favorite moments have been so far um i can start i think one of mine is um because i think caleb i was lynn i was just about to say that <laughs> <laughs> just about to say that because caleb is i think probably like my top two favorite characters um and his confession in yeah episode 18 was so intense and heartbreaking because we really got to see where Caleb was at and why he why he is the way he is um and it was just so incredible he put on such an amazing performance um it was just so good i can't wait to get to that episode to highlight that moment cuz that's going to oh be boy. Uh, so good definitely Definitely one of my favorite moments. That, so that one's like I, top I, five probably, and the other one was when yeah. Ford, not and Caleb had that standoff um, with Ford raising his falchion at Caleb. Um, yes, I thought that I, was I a really, really intense that moment. That, that was really cool because I, I love inner party conflict because it yes. just makes for such cool um, role playing um, scenarios yes. and stuff. So so like when the campaign goes on, um, those kind of go away because they learn to. Um, talk with each other and all of that stuff and hand and you know handle their differences and all that stuff which is why I'm super excited for how they're going to handle the Essex situation because they do seem very split on that so I'm like quietly excited for some more conflict within the party with Essex and stuff so <laughs> that's just me yeah though. especially because they're all quite um they're like they're they're super cohesive at the moment so yeah. the Essex situation could be a potential uh, like strong divide in the party, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen for a very long while. So that's that's exciting. <laughs> it's, it's exciting. I can't wait for them to fight. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It just it just makes like for for me as like an audience member, it just makes me like even more invested. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm like, oh man, what's gonna happen now? Like, wait, yeah. they're not getting along? Oh man. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite moments. And you're right. That's an impossible question. Um, yeah. Because there's there's no one favorite thing. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy the uh, fight, and I'm gonna I can't remember in in like um, the Savalier. Can't remember it. But when they uh, go into Lorenzo's compound, compound. Yeah. I I loved everything about that. I loved their um, creation of the building. Um, Caleb slowly making his way invisibly like through the dungeons. Oh yeah. Pasta. Sourness, thank you. Lynn, seriously, <laughs> she's she's so amazing. Good. She's amazing. Um, Where's our Lynn emote? Yeah. <laughs> I need to stream more. Um, I need. I'm almost. I can almost be affiliate, and we can get emotes. I just need to stream. Yeah. More. But anyways. Awesome. 
Um, but yeah, no, I love that fight so much. Um, just, I feel bad for Caduceus that fight though. He's just like slowing back into the building. But um, yeah, like, ugh, I keep forgetting. Yeah, this is like Keg, you have Shikasta, you have, um, Neela's not there at that point, but even leading up to that, she was great. But I really love that. And then obviously it led to them getting Jester Ford and Yasha back mm -hmm. and them hunting it out more, which is terrible, but no, just that entire oh, sequence yeah, was, was so cool. Fight in the basement when uh, Lorenzo changes for the first mm -hmm. time and he's mm -hmm. an Oni and you're like, holy shit. That's and that bad. was a live show, right? That was at a live show, yeah. yeah. That was bad. I remember watching that guy, this guy's strong, like he's like yeah. really strong, like Spocker. Holy shit, no, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, really enjoyed. That's like something that I can go back and watch. Um, mm -hmm. Intimate combat and fights, things like that, yeah. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. And yeah, I think also just because there was like so much emotion behind it, because it was them tracking down Molly people yeah. that had kidnapped their friends. Yeah, so it's super, yeah, super important moment just for everyone beating up pop pop oh <laughs> beating up the old guy <laughs> Bo laying absolutely laying into the old man in the fight pit yeah no yeah, mercy <laughs> over in oh. what you know like 12 seconds ish and then just... finding out that he kind of he just throws fights just so he can get a free beer like a warm meal oh man <laughs> so bad i wonder if that's one of those things that Matt just made up on the fly. Like, he just, he throws matches on purpose or whatever. Because, like, the, like the first round, Matt made it seem like this old guy was going to be, like, an underdog-type character, and he was going to, like, you know, land a few good blows. But then after, Marisha just totally obliter obliterated him. Matt's just like, okay, all right, this yeah. is how, this is, this is, this is his life yeah. now. This is fine. <laughs> no, that was hilarious. Um... Oh, Aspen M um, brought up an interesting uh, moment. The uh, Bo meeting her parents. That's that's fairly recent, too. Yeah, that one was yeah. um, pretty intense, too. Because that, that was also uh, a time where we got to see... We got to see Bo open up a little bit. And mm -hmm. sort of see her home life and how all that was. Because she, she didn't really talk about it all that much. And she really only talked about it with Jester and not or veth sorry i think about like her family. about yeah her family she told someone very early on about how she had a brother that she'd have met and that might have been molly maybe yes well she talked to, she talked to molly about her father just before molly died that's actually in the, <gasps> uh, <laughs> that's the, that's the one where molly tells her like um I tried to leave town better than I found yeah. him, sort of. This, like, um, looking back on it, that's such, like, like a poetic conversation that they're having, knowing that Molly dies later on, like, yeah. in that yeah. episode, I think. <laughs> no. It's just, like, oh. oh. Critical Girl does that over and over again. It does things where you're, like, one, how is this not scripted? And two, nah, no one could script anything this, like, perfect. And, like, yeah. like, just insane coincidences or beautiful mm -hmm. like said like really crazy poetic moments mm -hmm. that you're like 
how like even Travis having the last name Stone, like oh, yeah. it doesn't That's the best. It doesn't that is make the best. Sense. It's not right that that should happen. It's sort of, <laughs> but um, it still happened. No, that that Molly Bo scene it was great because it led to a, another one of my favorite moments is Bo's eulogy for Molly when like they're the very like not even with the whole group but just there because um, I was rewatching that recently because I used it in a clip and I forgot how intense that scene was because it's just Sam, Liam and Marisha at the table because um, yeah uh, Sumali hadn't turned up yet. Oh no, sorry, Ashley was there. Um, Ashley Birch was there as Keg. Um, but yeah, Marisha, oh God, she's such a good actress. Yeah. But like yeah. just talking about uh, what Molly meant to her and how she, like Bo's going to change as a character. I was rewatching that scene and I didn't even. I was just like, man, that's a good scene. Um, yeah. I would highly recommend people go back and watch that. I'm sure people have watched. Yeah. Scenes. Rewatch those ones a lot, but no. Yeah. So good. I think it's so hard to pick like a favorite. Like I was trying while you guys were talking, I was trying to think, and I don't <laughs> think I can like pick out. I think in general, I like player with player like interactions. So mm-hmm. anything like that is them talking, like I don't know, building relationships with each other. I think that um, if I had to choose, I really like the talk that they had after the the fight with the um. Mm, I can't remember the name of the witch that Jester. Um, yeah. Oh, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, when they were sort of like, when Ford basically did a small counseling session with all of them, and yes. like they oh. all shared that, like they they realized that Bo was ready to run, leave, mm. and mm-hmm. I like the meta part of the the whole. I don't know if you guys have seen that. There's like a a through line of people being like, no one leaves. And mm-hmm. th- this meta concept of like, no, no one's chucking a Sam Regal. No yeah. one is. <laughs> no one leaves. Mm-hmm. No one's dying. No one's leaving the party. Yeah. No one leaves. And just like, I really liked um, the lightness of that, and then also the depth of like the emotions of realizing these characters now, like are like our family. And that probably happened earlier, but that moment felt like that. And I want to say that's my favorite moment. But I'm just like the worst, and I just like whenever anybody flirts with anybody. You know? <laughs> we all like that. That's I love it. The, like if that could just be the game, like Monster Hearts. I was like, yes, this is what I want the that game. Yeah, <laughs> true. And I respect. Really, it was just like Erica Ishii just <laughs> seducing everyone. Yeah. That <laughs> like Ali Beardsley just being okay with it all, just like yeah, whatever. Like just want to make out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So like I know that makes me like a trash critter because that's just if that's if that's just all they did all the time I'd be fine. But I respect that you know fights are good and like political intrigue is great. But yeah. that's that's those are the no. If that Critical I Role could just turn into a soap opera, you know that'd be oh, that'd be is. great. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I got yeah it's already it already is. That's that's that's, that's what we're doing here, Nico. That's yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> Um, I just had a thought from what you said, Curly, about how like no one's pulling a Scanlan or pulling a Sam Regal. I feel like a character leaving from the Mighty Nine, like Scanlan leaving was huge, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, it had massive impacts on Vox Machina, 
Um, it felt justified to a large extent. The way he did it was obviously really heartbreaking, but mm -hmm. oh, it was amazing. I think. It oh was... no, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but cool. I feel like a character leaving the Mighty Nine would be ten times more devastating. Um, I, I feel like even though Vox Machina, they were a family and they were knit, they were also quite clicky. They had like the people that they hung out with and did things together. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas Mighty Nine, I feel like they are all we're all connected. They're all like connected. Like uh, yeah. I feel like one leaving Mighty Nine, the whole party would crumble. Whereas Scan the Living Vox Machina, it was huge for Pike and Grog and Vax to an extent. But mm -hmm. um, and obviously Percy and Vex and Keith were upset by it too. But I feel like it impacted certain characters more. I feel like a character from the Mighty Nine leaving, yeah, would be. And even I think even just from a viewer point of view, um, like I love Vox Machina. Vox Machina, are, uh, I don't know how I'm going to say this. <laughs> they're, they're like I, I love, them, but I think the Mighty Nine. I feel more connected to them as people. Oh, this sounds weird. This sounds stupid. But like no, no. It may I I think maybe potentially we've been with them since level one, and that's hmm. different from Vox Machina. Like. Yeah. And also, even though we're sort of now at a similar, like, similar point to where, like, Bard's Lament was, mm. they still had played and been together as characters way before yeah. that. So, like, you're right. They had, like, like, specifically strong relationships with specific characters, whereas it feels like for the Mighty Nine, they're, like, all enmeshed. Mm -hmm. Like, they all lean on each other. Yeah, and I feel like Vox Machina are kind of, like the fantasy group or like the the heroic fantasy yeah. group and they feel like fiction um mm -hmm. even though like i still you can still relate with the characters and still love the characters in the stories they feel a lot more fictional than the mighty nine if that makes sense yeah yeah i can totally um, see that yeah my, my like... and it might just be the campaign setting like the fact that the campaign is a lot political and maybe slightly more grounded in aspects of the real yeah. world i don't know but mm -hmm. um yeah that's I love them both so much. I can't. <laughs> You're right, though. Like, Scanlan getting an opportunity to live happily ever after, potentially with his daughter, and, like, ride off into the sun, felt like that made sense in, like, mm -hmm. you know, the heroic story. But, yeah. like, somebody somebody from the Mighty Nine deciding to ride off into the sun, I think they'd all follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they'd be like, where are you going? What are yeah. you doing? Because They've reached the Bo's... ride or die point for each yeah. other. Bo's, like, dilemma where she was thinking, like, I will leave the group, I will leave everything behind. It wasn't... It, well, it was dissimilar to Scanlon's, because Scanlon's was from a personal level of, um, I need to go, I need to be with my to um, mm -hmm. do this for myself. Um, whereas Bo was doing it for the group, even, even then when she was doing something that yeah. was been hovering she was doing it for the betterment of the group even if that wasn't true to reality because it's a stupid decision mm -hmm. and she shouldn't have ever thought of it yeah. <laughs> but like, um no it was it was something she was doing as a selfless thing um not to say that scanners were selfish it, I, we could we could talk about that all day yeah. Um, yeah yeah but it's it's kind of so different even though it is essentially the same thing a character um Man, I could I could literally talk about that topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that whole scenario was was crazy. And it's it's hard to think that 
I don't think at this point anyone would walk away from the party. I think something like really devastating would have to have would have to happen for them mm-hmm. to walk away from like the group if like something um, went down. Yeah. Um, but then I mean we also almost had Veth stepping away, if mm-hmm. only for a time because she was able to, she could be with her family again and all that stuff. Yeah. But I mean. As of right now, like, do you think she's, uh, like, being in the Mighty Nine is just her job now? Like, you know what? I always feel when, um, when Sam is playing that, I always think about this. I don't know whether this is wrong, but I always think about his wife a lot because his wife, like, often travels for work. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing, um, director of photography. It's just incredible. Um, and I just, that's what I think about a lot. I'm like, no, Sam, your character can keep being in the mind nine because your wife can keep, you know, traveling oh, the world yeah. and is still like a really good mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, that's weird, but that is what I think every time he's like, <laughs> well, like I've, I've, struggling with that. I've always had like my, like my ideal end for not as like a working mom of, you know, traveling as an adventurer and then going home being with family and then going back and staying with 99 mm-hmm. like we, we talked about that for a while before the transformation of what was going to yeah. happen because I feel like in Knott's point of view it was like black or white like I stay with the 99 or I go with my family mm-hmm. um, and we kind of said no it's like a lot of different options that could work out and then that, then we get Matt as Yeza saying like no no if you want to go you can go like don't feel as though you're staying for us yeah. um, which I thought was his way of addressing maybe Sam's concerns as a player of playing true to the character. Yeah. I think maybe Sam wanting to play true to the character would be, well, no, like, why wouldn't she want to stay with her family now that she's back and as a halfling? And so I think that was Matt saying, it's okay, keep playing, um, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, Luke will learn to understand, you know, what's going on and all that stuff. So, um, question in the chat with the walls settled for now what do you think the mighty nine will pursue after traveling yeah that's been a that's been a huge uh topic for us um i feel like we're all in the general consensus that they are going to possibly go north to isocross and work jobs for vesteragna maybe Mm. um but even if they don't work for vesteragna i do think that they will be heading north northward you don't think ninjas you don't think... Uh, oh, yeah, they have to have their, their assassination ninja arc oh, yeah, where they ninjas, go and take out all the yeah. members of the service assembly. Then they yeah, can go Yeah, they've north. got a heavy, heavy into uh, Caleb backstory. And they also have to sort out what the hell to do with Essex. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still think Caleb's backstory is going to be endgame, endgame stuff. Um, like Trent. Like, like, like tr- yeah, Trent and his whole thing is probably going to be like level like 18 plus stuff. I think that's, that's, think, that's, that's my running theory. You got to think Trent being taken out, like a head member of the assembly would be a massive thing in the empire. So that's yeah. not something they can casually get away with. Um, they could replace like... him though. They could take him out and then one of them just like. <laughs> Takes over like, and like restructures the entire like education system fun theories that i don't know if i prescribe to it per se but like i thought that were kind of interesting saying how like astrid might be like um trying to someone just said the idea that 
uh, Astrid is like trying to usurp Trent or something along those lines. Oh, yeah, that was kind of a cool idea. Oh, I, interesting. Like if I kind of subscribe to that theory, but I thought it was fun. It's fun to think was, about. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said like how he's so jaunted and everything. Maybe she's poisoning. Oh, like that. Huh. Um, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I I want because someone's just said it there. What if we get some Molly backstory? Yeah, That'd true. Cool. I feel like, like I feel like they... it's 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 like a ticking time bomb for like mm. Molly backstory drops. But that is something I don't know. Something I found in the guide. They they talk about pull it up. Um, they talk about an order of blood hunters. Um, like it's a faction, uh, the Claret Orders, uh, and it's it seems I don't know I haven't read it too closely, but man, it's a map, map of Somali, man, beautiful. Um, sorry, I just <laughs> I didn't realize that map was in there. Um, yeah, they talk about the Claret Order, which is like an order of people that use their skills to uh, uh, kind of hunt and get rid of evil from the land but they use like blood weapons and they use blood magic and I'm like okay we're blood hunters yeah. um, so I thought that sounded a lot like Molly in the sense that maybe his group the group he talked about was like a subsect of that or maybe they were a breakaway group from that um but the only the only contact they've really got is uh, uh, Hey Lynn, what's the character? What's the name of that Tabaxi? <laughs> Cree. Um, Cree, yeah, they've got Cree. Uh, so they need to go back to her and talk to her more. But I don't think they they would force that. It's not like they're going to be Hey, let's explore Molly's backstory. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting bringing up the Claret Order. Uh, maybe there is some relation to Molly there. I'm gonna read. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I'd love more Molly backstory. Just for me and for anybody else who doesn't know, I I did notice uh, in the last episode and the one before Matt sort of pushing concepts of things happening in the north and stuff about the north. What 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 is in the north? Like I don't have a concept of what what that means. Um, one the of the like ancient floating cities. Um, yeah resides there like one of the last ones or like the remnants of one is there yes um, um yes 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 <laughs> I, I i'm not, i'm not sure what else besides that all i know is that there is a potential arcane-esque battery there that could help power the collar that caleb has relics relics and such um so mm -hmm. definitely something that dolan tversky and vesteragna would probably be interested in um Yes, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like I go a little bit kind of crazy about Dylan Tversky. And I think it's just because I that's something from like you said, right from the start of the campaign, I was like super interested in Dolan, the the NPC in Zadash. Um and so when Not was saying like, Oh, can you find out their last name? I'm like, What's this? Like <laughs> who's this yeah. character Not's looking for? So I've been waiting for that. Like, I don't know everyone's been waiting for that, but um, that has just been... Wait, do we have that answer yet? Do we know no. why not? Oh, oh the, the theory The theory is that um, when 
damn roll his character, he got a trinket from his background. And there is a trinket that you can get, which is a monogrammed handkerchief belonging to an archmage. Um, and so there, there is a theory that that is maybe what Not has. Cause he, she says that, oh, I, I just have something of theirs. Um, okay. So that that is a theory. Like, oh, oh we lost your. It's fine. It's coming back. Don't worry, coming. folks. We're coming back. There you go. Uh, and almost back. Hey everyone, how's everyone doing? We're fine, we're fine, and we're back. <sighs> Super. Would not be our podcast without it. It, it would not the be the What the Sheep podcast without <laughs> without without issues. Another bonus to watch live or on YouTube. Just throwing it out there. Hey, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. Oh. That's so in chat, um, Darik, <laughs> Darik, I am so Darik. sorry, um, has an interesting question. What would not slash Veth do if suddenly her son awoke from being affected with the soul of a Luxon? I would not put it past Matt to do something like that. Um, okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's my understanding of the Luxon Beacon. It's also based on what... Matt said in the Q&A just recently when a when someone dies and their soul goes into and then when a body is when when they're ready to be reborn they go into a body so I feel like the only way that would work is if the beacon was near Luke when he was born gotcha. um, it's not a matter of the five year old near a beacon and a soul goes into him because Matt made that clear how it's not a soul from the beacon taking over a life. It is its reincarnation, essentially. Um, a hundred miles, yeah. So I don't think... I mean, we don't know. We don't know how... Well, yeah, no, because I don't think Yeza was working on the beacon before they had Luke. So... Yeah, because really Luke's, cool Luke's a couple years old, sure. at least. It's like five. Five, yeah. But, yeah. But even then, like, not, uh, or Beth didn't have any knowledge of Yeza's work on the beacon. So, I assumed it was all after she, by the goblin. Yeah. yeah. Luke is, Luke Caleb's, is dad. Caleb's dad. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. He said Luke that. is Caleb's it's dad. Be, it's Connor Brown. It's whole time travel thing. The king of, himself. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, man, that's weird to think. That is the, that so is the mean. timeline I want. Oh, <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Thank you, Lynn. I needed yeah, that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, oh. well, I guess you know what, Connor. You you win this episode's tinfoil hat theory of the night. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, what we say comes true, sir. So. Yeah, what we say comes true. So, I That's hope we're all ready to accept Luke being Caleb's dad. That's bizarre. Well, I have never been more satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> man, oh man. That spoiler by Essek. Oh yeah, yeah, we touched on that a little bit. Um, mm. But I really... 
I, I want to learn, I, I'll have to read a bit more into the uh, Explorer's Guide because I'm sure it, it flushes out being consecuted and the Lux and religion and all that stuff because I want to know how important it actually is to be consecuted. Well, I know it's obviously very important and only, you know, a select few are yeah. able to do it. Um, but I just want to know what it means for Essek to have lied about it and what it means for his position, oh. you know, within the hierarchy of of the religion I'm wondering, it's it's a weird thing to lie about though like i feel like there's mm -hmm. no reason Might be a pride to lie thing. about it but i'm wondering if it's maybe something matt has changed since their relationship with essek has grown like i'm wondering if it was initially just going yes the shadow hand he's a young prodigy he was a kid mm -hmm. so young he's this npc that you might have some dealings with but he's kind of like this figurehead for the dynasty that you won't mm -hmm. really get to see much of but the fact that they developed the relationships with him and they used, like, they spoke to him so much, and then their relationships got more and more complicated. I'm wondering if that was then Matt thinking this would be an idea to make it even more interesting or to make his character even more um, complex. Mm -hmm. uh, just, yeah, just thinking, like, because I mean, as a DM, you change things constantly based on how your players play the game. So I'm wondering, yeah. like, that's. I'm just wondering if he was always not consecuted or if that was something Matt changed. Um, yeah, but knowing knowing then Matt Mercer, he's had this planned out for years. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, what it would be to be in the mind of Matthew Mercer and the stories he weaves. Imagine he would be a lot of fire alarm and <laughs> like, smoke in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they're hearing right now. That was insane. I seriously hope like I'm they seem to be okay. I hope their house is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't yet watched the Q and A, the Wildmount Q and A, go watch it. Enjoy the first twenty minutes or so. <laughs> it's, uh... I, I only Hi. popped in here and there. I popped in so I popped in at the start of the stream mm. when they were mm. fine, just starting it. Mm. Then I tabbed out and then came back like thirty minutes later and they were like messy haired dirt smudge on their face i was like what in the heck happened i um i was on a staff meeting because i was i'm working from home at the moment we had 80 of our staff in a meeting and i had my phone here and it was lighting up and i'm looking and it was like people that i follow on twitter yeah. and i just like opened it up and it's just pictures of like smoke and <laughs> like running around and the bird flying around i was just like Fuck yeah <laughs> Um, no, that was incredible. They visited Victor and Caleb. Yeah, perfect little. I just thought it was. I it just. I was like you. I came in and out, and I but I came first in like when they, they were already messed up, and I was like, <laughs> and because they obviously like played that up a bit, I was like, yeah. what is this concept? Is the concept we're already in post-apocalypse? Like, what is happening here? Yeah, what is, that's like, what I was thinking. thinking. Yeah, what is? And then I went back, and they were already talking about the flu and the fire, and I was like, oh, it is a setup. It is a joke. And then when it actually happened, I'm like, oh, no, they didn't. They were legitimately like, we don't know if this fire is going to be okay. And then, okay. Yeah. So, I, I just think you don't normally get to people under that much stress. Yeah. And the fact that neither of them just, like, went off at the other one. Yeah, and that's something I noticed too. Like, like even in the high school, they're still just like, like being supportive of each other. I was like, oh, 
Yes. Even Matt's like, Matt's like, Marisha, but then like rubbing her back. And I'm like, oh. really? We're all being nice? Like, this is amazing, but this like superhuman, like that no one is just what? blaming the other one or like going off. They're both staying fairly calm because their house is pretty much on fire. They like, really are goals. But what, what I think is absolutely hilarious, <laughs> and this is this is one of the, well, depending on how you look at it, positive things about Twitch chat is while Matt and Marisha are freaking out, trying to remain cool, stressing that their house might catch on fire, Twitch chat is probably laughing their butts off, you know, spamming the chat yeah. with like LOLs and like lol W's and yeah. emoting and stuff. They're probably thinking it's hilarious. Oh, Twitch but chat want to watch the open. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. You feel bad for, you know, Matt and Marisha and obviously, you know, it, I can't imagine, you know, probably the stress they were feeling because, you know, they have this this audience watching and they got to figure this out without you know freaking out they have to make sure that their house is going to be okay the bird themselves yeah i um, felt bad for matt at points too like because you could see he was so like he, he seemed upset because i feel like he just wanted to talk about and yeah he's talking at one point about one of the subclasses and the alarm goes off just like <sighs> gets up and leaves i was like oh that's kind of that's yeah. sad, but I'm glad they could laugh at it in the end. Mm -hmm. And seeing and now, on Twitter. And now it's a great joke and a great story to tell. And now it's a so. yeah. I hope it doesn't stop them from trying other things again. Like, I am very pro whatever their production do. Like, I get not wanting to do Critical Role over, like, Discord or Zoom because it, they, they keep a very high, like, um, yeah. Like, they want it to be really good and, and mm -hmm. stuff. But, like, I hope, yeah, I hope it doesn't stop them from doing other things because that was such a dumpster fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do In other... the best possible sense of a dumpster fire. Like, a really funny, good dumpster fire that Travis had to ring and be like, hey, maybe <sighs> just stop and start. That too. Like, <laughs> oh, Travis is calling. And the fact that the phone call was so you can just yeah, imagine. Yeah, you just know what he would say. Sort it out. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I thought, she's like, Travis is cool, and I thought, oh, he's going to be giving her tips. He's like, okay, okay, all right, we're stopping the stream. I'm like, oh, that, that seems like a CEO call. <laughs> yeah, all oh, true, true. Because it's true, you don't want to stop, then you, stop, like, you lose 100% of audience, and then you've got to get 100% of audience mm. back. And so, mm -hmm. like, it, it makes sense that you don't want to like cut the stream i would i, like they I would almost audience though yeah I, I i would i would want to see the analytics to see if the viewership went up once the stream yeah. came back on after everyone was tweeting about what was happening mm, that's interesting yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty yeah the audience didn't... No, all right i reckon um for our um predictions today we should oh, yeah. make about the game we should make predictions about what is the next like online content that somebody in critical make critical makes? Because Sam and Q are already on Instagram making yeah. amazing Instagram live uh, shows, mostly about gardening. Um, uh, uh, Brian and Ashley did a. Um, I didn't see that. I missed that one. Oh, so saying. good! They're so talented. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't save it. I was like, oh, drive. Oh, they didn't save it. No. Well, they uh, might have, but it's not public. Um, Brian's singing voice does not sound, for, for me at least, doesn't sound anything like him. But his singing voice is so good. Mm. So good. 
Anyways. So what? Ah! Oh no! We lost again. <laughs> so Sorry, what's we're professionals. Like, uh, legitimate hopes. No, we're not. <laughs> like, what? What content somebody in role will make next? This sort of. Quarantine. Oh man, I want Liam reading me bedtime stories. <laughs> what? What? I want <laughs> Liam reading me some Harry Potter. Oh, sorry. I, I miss Or some question. fairy tales. I I'm want sorry. fairy tales. I miss I heard it, but I didn't process it. So I was just sitting here, and then you just came out of nowhere saying, I want Liam to read a bedtime story. <laughs> oh. I said, what, um, what's your hope? Yeah, what, like, what I get it now. The, the next content somebody in Critical World puts out. And oh, I reckon what, he's... What are you talking he's about? This, he's this far off some Shakespeare, I reckon. So that'll be pretty close, Nico. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Um, that's what we need. That's Travis we need. reading a horror novel. <laughs> or just Travis watching, him. like, a scary movie. But, like, a, a scary movie that's, like, not meant to be scary, but it's scary to Travis. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what that would be to Travis. I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe he thought Up was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those dogs get vicious in that Yeah. Movie. Yeah. They do. I really huh. want to see uh, Laura scene. There's a couple of videos out um, there around about of Laura um, occasionally like singing, and I think she's talked before about she used to sing a lot, and then she actually got really like scared and anxious about her singing, so she doesn't do it yeah. as much as she, like when she was younger. But her singing voice is incredible, yeah. and I think she's she's part of a singing game Kickstarter too. Really. I saw oh. that, yeah. I didn't but know that. um, I would love, yeah. I would love her, like, Ronan out I'm there. En I'm enjoying the Ronan Adventures dilemma. Oh, yeah. Oh. At the moment. It's nice, like, I mean, obviously, they're their own people. They've got their lives to get on with. Crazy time that we're in, like, they're taking care of them and their families first, which is, like, mm -hmm. respect. But it's yeah. still so nice that they are, like, connecting with the community, social mm -hmm. media, and... Um, but, no, I think... Yeah, it's just... This is crazy, right? Like yeah. everyone can agree, this is crazy. What's happening? Yeah, we're right in now. absolute madness. We will likely yeah. never see anything else like this in our lifetime. God, I hope uh, not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I certainly hope not. But these are some wild times. Um, definitely hope yeah. all of you guys are staying safe and healthy. Hopefully, you're not, you know, dying from boredom in quarantine. I don't know if you guys are self isolating or or any of that um, stuff, but. We're work I'm working from home now, our, our yeah. school shut down. But, um, Australia's pretty close to full on, like, yeah. like, like, it full feels shit. like we're a week out from, but we're already, like, don't get together in, yeah. um, don't go out of your house unless you absolutely, like, mm -hmm. it's pretty strict, but it's not like. Not, and not everyone's following it still, some people are still being stupid about it, so. Yeah. So see what happens sort of in the next week there's a bit of like miscommunication between our our states and our like head of government like yeah we won't get into it <laughs> yeah no, yeah that's all <laughs> that's tomorrow that's tomorrow's podcast that's that's the political yeah. podcast yeah um uh are you gonna talk about your thing or uh i can mention it um talking about because we're all you know yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, a, a, little, a little crumb, 
a little a little crumb. A little yes, crumb. there's not really much. Uh, I did mention last week if you follow the What the yeah. Sheep podcast on Twitter, hey. What the Sheep at What the Sheep Pod, give it a follow. Yeah. Um, I did. I'm mention... gonna check. I'm following. <laughs> oh God, please. <laughs> I think uh, I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't tab away because then the <laughs> then the overlay room. <laughs> Gets completely uh, destroyed. I think I'd have to permit you to post a link. link. It's fine. You are a yes. I will put the link up. Pretty much, I will generally always retweet what's said anyway. I think Nico and yeah. Kirtley, you we put uh, up anyway. But it is the number one. Source. Oh yeah, I allowed links. That's right. Number one source for yeah. our information for the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I guess yeah, little crime. I did mention last week that there might be a special announcement. It's a teeny announcement, in that uh. In hopefully within the next month, we are going to be starting a D and D show. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, expect the level of professionalism you see here. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's just going to be a bit of a, a fun chance for us to get yeah. together a bit more and play some D and D. It will be set in Wildmount. There's Ooh. some glare happening there. Uh, I will be DMing and purely nico and phil will be our players and hoot will be there as well sorry um, <laughs> but no we will be playing some games uh tentative date is towards late april get started i'm currently working on all the streaming aspects and getting some cool uh visuals happening for it mm-hmm. uh but yeah, yeah it's still a lot of behind the scenes stuff but uh it's gonna be awesome we're super excited yeah, so um yeah, and it'll be it'll be my first time DMing, obviously on a live stream, but also on an online chat. Um, but no, it's super exciting. Um, I don't know. Should I should I say the name or should I hold that back? For a we'll, 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 we'll leave it with that. I think I think that was a good that was a good teaser. Once yeah. once we have more stuff finalized, we can we can you know yeah, drop a few exactly. more little little treats for for the yeah. audience. But we're super excited. You know, it's just going to be a fun thing to do. Hopefully you guys will join us and join the shenanigans that will happen. Yeah. Obviously, the professionalism will be perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah. No, we're good. Um, but <laughs> be sure to follow again. the What The so Sheet excited. Twitter. Again, that's at yes. What The Sheet Pod on Twitter for all updates regarding that and, you know, just updates regarding the podcast and all that yeah. stuff. So be sure to give it a follow. Yes. Yeah. Super exciting stuff. I'm an eternal DM. I'm so excited to get to play a character. I, I know. That's how I am. That's how I am. Yeah. Eternal DMs. And yeah. the characters are sounding pretty cool at this point, I was going to yeah. say. You guys don't know each other's character ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be juicy. I'm out. I'm so excited. professionalism. I think we could do a bit better than that. In yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of an insult to us, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it'll be great. Yeah. Um, but I guess any uh, any closing thoughts about oh this campaign and where where it's where it's headed? I mean, we kind of ended episode seven of the Up Sheet podcast with a similar sentiment, but now that we've had time to sort of think about it while um, we've been in 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 downtime without Critical Role, what do we what do we think? I know the 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 Wild Mount Guide does have some information about a dragon turtle so i'm kind of already thinking about what might happen um but 
I think I th I can't remember where I saw it under. Um, I think like it was somewhere under the Menagerie coast, coast. I think it was. Um, so I'm I'm no longer worried about what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm but super you could. Oh, wait, it, it, could it could still go bad. It could it could still go wait, poorly. Wait, wait, is it because Nico? It's like a, the alignment. Like, is it? Does it well, seem like a neutral? Yeah, it was. It was neutral, but it wasn't the alignment that it mentioned specifically. It was like what it was like to the region, and like what it what okay. it did and stuff. Yeah, I can't remember the specific details. Well, but, I'm just reading now. <laughs> no, you're good. I'll say my oh, one. No, that's the name of the ship. While you're looking I've, on it, um, yeah. I'm mostly excited about. Um, and I don't just the end of the campaign. Stop. I'm mostly excited. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is attacking me. I'm mostly excited about, um, she's so needy, um, about what they do with their service assembly and mm -hmm. thread. Yeah. Like, I'm, Definitely. Uh, I'm really interested in everybody's backstory. I want Yasha backstory, but I... I think they all agree. It feels like we've got a real solid evil thing there, and it's been hard in this game and in life, which is, you know, right. Everything's very gray, but it feels like there's a very solid, like, something's not okay there. Mm -hmm. And and I want them to infiltrate and to, like, mm. stop other kids being sucked into yeah. the situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the trend showdown is something else. Like, I think that's the the number one thing I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, I wasn't... I know we're trying to wrap up. <laughs> no, no, you're good, you're good. I wasn't, like, disappointed when they met with Trent. Um, but it was not what I was expecting at all. It was very kind of calm, cool, collected. Yeah. Um, well, because they were kind of there on business, more or less. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of hoping for, like, a massive, like, Caleb breakdown, I guess. Yeah. Or, um, something like that, but he kept it together, um, at least enough to discuss with mm -hmm. it. So, I don't know. I, I love always Caleb's emotional scene, so I'm excited yeah. to see more of that. Yeah, and I'm definitely certain that once all of this dies down, we will be definitely getting more Caleb interactions with the Assembly, especially if they start taking up jobs yes. from Vesterogna, because that's another way into the Assembly as well. Um, yes. through that route but and i think caleb will keep on uh sort of talking with the traveler talking with Artagan, um and mm. like because he's still looking for power wherever he can find it and i think he'll try and get some uh some strings on him i think he'll try and get like do some things that he wants so that he can use that good favor and get him to help uh with Trent somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely some exciting stuff. Hopefully all of this virus stuff is resolved and we can get back into some good old critical role soon, but um I think it was Lynn that mentioned at the beginning of the stream how the uh, the worst part about all of this is that we don't know when it's going to end. We have yeah. absolutely no idea when it's going to be resolved which definitely adds a lot of stress. So please, everyone, take care of yourselves in this super stressful, um, depressing time for some. Um, oh, no! 
professionalism. Um, it is hard, um, especially if you rely on social interactions to, you know, uh, break out of your, your, your shell, um, and to, you know, not be in one place at once, because I know for some people they need that social interaction to not be, um, or to like, to, you know, distract them from depression or whatever they're going through. They need that. Um, so please everyone stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, and thank you all for joining us for this. I know we missed out uh, last week. Uh, we definitely miss you guys. It's been it's been rough, but you know we're all here for you. Um, this community is an amazing one. It's strong. It's supportive. So you know if you're going through rough times, do not hesitate to reach out to the numerous amazing people that this community has to offer. Um, as well as, as any, you know, any friends that you have, um, definitely be there for each other in these rough times and we can hopefully all get through it together. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, thank you all in chat, uh, for the live show. Thank you for joining us, interacting, giving us your questions. Thank you all for watching, watching us on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere else where our, po our, our podcast <laughs> is available. Thank you for watching. We hope you enjoy it. Um, and we will see you all in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.